Welcome to episode 55 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. And I don't know what's going on lately, but this question has been coming up so much that I decided to, to dedicate an entire podcast episode to it. And that is talking about all things fiber, what it does and how much we actually need. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming MindStrong, the official podcast of MindStrong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. So you ready? Let's rock and roll. So I want to start this conversation um, a little bit bigger picture, and then we'll get more into the nitty gritty of logistics of, of what fiber does, of how much we need, of what are good sources, all those things. If you've hung out with me before, uh, you know that I am not a fan of any kind of restrictive dieting, especially any diet that tells you not to eat carbs. To me, that is just insane. I'm going to use the word insane because when you study the human body, our body is literally designed to go to carbs first for energy. So to me, if we're going to just common sense our way through it, in what world is the answer to weight loss to trick our bodies? Our bodies are powerhouses capable of things we don't even fully understand. We do not suffer from weight from having trouble with weight loss as a society because we have not tricked our body enough, right? What we need to learn to do is to fuel it in the correct proportions, not to cut out entire food groups. And part of that is just the common sense behind it. Part of it is about how our body is designed. And a huge part of it is what we're going to talk about today. You know, part of this human body design is that we have a very clear system of food in and food out, right? If we're going to put that in nice terms. And one of the things that happens when you start messing with that system is that our body gets backed up. It is no coincidence that when people go on these low-carb diets, one of the first things they start talking about is that they're constipated. And the answer is, of course you are. Because when you cut out carbs, what you're cutting out along with that is fiber. So before we get into the more logistics of, of what fiber is, how much we need, where to find it, all that stuff, we need to understand that our body is designed a very specific way. And if we want to make this a sustainable lifestyle, we know restriction is never going to last, but even bigger picture than that, we need to be flowing with, <laughs> kind of pun intended, we need to be flowing with how it's designed in terms of proper functioning. And that proper functioning relies on fiber which comes from the carbs we're eating. So all that said, as you already know, if you've hung out with me, don't cut out carbs. It is not necessary. It is not how our bodies are designed. Now, when we talk about fiber, there are two types of fiber. There's called soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. Soluble fiber simply means that it can be dissolved in water. So if you've ever used a fiber supplement, right? That's like this little powdered, sometimes they're flavored, sometimes they're unflavored. You put a scoop of it in your shake or in a glass of water, whatever, and you can drink it. And it's just like any other supplement. It is there to add to, right? Supplement means add to our diet. Now, when the question arises, should I take a fiber supplement? If you haven't listened to the podcast episode about supplements, go back and listen to it. But the short version is this, as I just said, the word supplement means add to. So 
my favorite analogy, if you come to me and say, Hey, Rachel, I want to, I want to buy this house. Do I need a second job? Well, I have like 10 questions before I can answer that, right? How much is the house? How much do you make? How much debt are you in? How much money do you spend? Once we have the facts of where we are and where we want to be, we can determine if we need to supplement, if we need to add to your income with a second job. The same is true for all supplements, protein powder, vitamin D, and fiber. We need to know how much you need, how much you're eating, and then we can determine if you need to supplement. The big picture answer for for the purposes of this podcast is that just like all supplements, just like protein powder, you want to get as much of it as you can from the food you're eating. And if you're still not getting enough, sure, you can supplement. For what we're talking about right now, just know that when we talk about soluble, it means it's dissolved in water and any kind of supplement, like like a fiber supplement, is going to be soluble fiber. Now, what does soluble fiber do in your body? It, It helps minimize the amount of fat that your body absorbs and it increases good bacteria. So if you are someone who eats a higher fat diet, like if you're eating steak a lot, you want to make sure that you're getting enough soluble fiber in your diet to kind of counteract how much of that fat is being absorbed. And if you're someone who's suffering with a lot of GI conditions, we need to make sure that your body has that good bacteria through enough soluble fiber. So things like oats, barley, peas, carrots, um, beans, apples, those are all really good sources of soluble fiber. And again, you can always supplement or add to as needed. Insoluble, we can kind of guess this one out. If soluble means it can be dissolved in water, insoluble means it cannot be dissolved in water. This becomes super important when we are talking about regularity, right? (laughs) Going to the bathroom. This insoluble fiber is what pushes things through your GI tract. And this is where, when I started this episode by talking about when you go on these keto diets or carnivore diets or just cutting out carbs or severely restricting carbs, one of the first symptoms most people complain about is that they're constipated. And the answer is, of course you are. There is nothing pushing the food you're eating through your GI tract so that your body can dispose of it. We need insoluble fiber to do that job, to be the the pusher to get things through our system and out of our body. Good sources of insoluble fiber, things like whole wheat, brown rice, quinoa, seeds, again, apples. You'll notice apples came up on on both lists, which we're going to talk about in a second. Now, understanding that, we can understand that one of the obvious effects of getting enough fiber, one of the obvious benefits is that it prevents constipation. When you're preventing constipation, you're also helping your body maintain a healthy weight, right? This goes back to what we said in the beginning. There's a, a flow to this. There's processes in our body of food in and food out. And we need to avoid constipation to keep that flow, to keep that process going the way it's supposed to. The other thing fiber does is it helps regulate our blood blood sugar. And I find this super fascinating. You know, fruit gets a really bad reputation. A lot, there's so many, I mean, we've all heard it, right? Where there's so many coaches and so many diets out there that say, don't eat fruit because of the sugar. Now, we, there's a couple of things we need to understand, and I'm going to try not to go off on too big of a rant here. Does fruit contain sugar? Absolutely. Is it processed the same way as Lucky Charms? Absolutely not. <laughs> it is not the same kind of sugar. And what fruit also contains, besides natural sugar, is a ton of fiber. Right? I just gave you a, a small sampling of soluble and insoluble fiber, but you noticed that apples were on both of those. 
because most fruit not only contains natural sugar, but contains a ton of fiber. And what that fiber is doing is it's releasing the, the way that your body processes sugar. When you eat a bowl of Lucky Charms, we get a sugar high, right? There's a spike and then a crash. Have you ever had a spike and a crash from eating an apple? Absolutely not. Because it's so fibrous, it's controlling that release of blood sugar, which is super important from a weight loss perspective. I learned a fun little tip about this. I thought this was so creative in the nerdiest way. Um, I, I had a friend who was talking about, we were talking about fiber and baking. And she said when she bakes, like if she's making cookies for her kids and the recipe calls for, you know, two cups of sugar, or whatever, like processed sugar, she puts it in as the recipe calls for, but then she adds a little bit of fiber to the recipe to slow down the release of sugar in her kid's blood. And I thought that was so sneaky. Like we're, we're tricking them by nerdy science in the healthiest way possible. Yes, there's still sugar in the cookies. They're still not that nutritious and we can help minimize that blood sugar spike. I thought that was a fun little, fun little tidbit uh, for those who like to bake. Now, in terms of how much fiber we need, you know, this is an interesting conversation. Um, in Ignite, our 12-week program, we actually wait to introduce the topic of fiber until we're a few weeks in. Inside of Ignite, we teach something called macro tracking. If you're not familiar with macros, there are a couple podcast episodes that are intro to macros one and two. I suggest you go back and listen to those. But when you track macros, you're looking at your carbs, your fat, and your protein. Fiber falls under the carb category. And in the beginning, when you first learn macro tracking, it's a skill and it takes time to learn that skill. So our job as coaches in the beginning is to make that skill as simple as possible. All we care about, just start getting within your macro goals. Don't worry about specifics. Don't worry about if you're making the most nutritious choices in the world yet. Let's get the skill locked in and then we can start making tweaks and adjustments and leveling up. So in the beginning, we don't even talk about fiber in terms of how much we should be hitting. Once people are starting to lock in their macros more and they're ready for kind of macros 2.0, now we can start talking about healthier swaps, right? And that's not a hard and fast rule. Obviously, if someone is diabetic, if someone wants to start making healthier choices, we can have that conversation earlier. But my point is, we don't suggest tracking fiber in the beginning if you are new to macros. If, and I'm going to add this if in, if it feels overwhelming to you. If you're someone who loves it, if you love tracking, if you're like, yeah, give me all the information, then by all means track. On average, the, the industry suggested amount is for men, it's to get about 35 grams of fiber a day. For women, it's about 25 grams of fiber a day. That said, I have never tracked fiber in my life. I mean, I've, I'm a macro ninja. I do this for a living. I do not track fiber. As a general rule, if you don't want to get that meticulous about it, which you do not have to, we never have our members track fiber unless they want to. The goal is to aim for about five servings a day of those more fibrous foods. So, you know, if you're going to have a steak, pair some peas and carrots with it. If you're going to have a snack, you know, grab an apple as, as one of your servings. If you aim for about five servings of some of those more fibrous foods, you're going to be getting around that 25-ish grams for, for women. Again, none of this is ever about being exact. It's about making smarter choices and being more conscious of those choices we're making. Okay, We do have a, a guide all about fiber, which will be linked in the show notes below, or you can email a team, um, team at mindstrongfitness.com and we can send you that guide as well. It gives you basically what we talked about in this episode, um, and it gives you suggested foods to go to. But big picture, what we need to understand is that our body is designed in a certain system, right? And when we start messing with that system, when we start cutting out carbs, 
in, in addition to the energy drop that you're going to feel, in addition to the fact that it's not necessary, that it's not going to last because of restriction, you're also cutting out one of the most important things when it comes to your body digest, body's digestion, and that's fiber. So when it comes to weight loss, you know, calories in, calories out, sure. Can you spend, if you're tracking macros, can you spend your carbs on Lucky Charms and hit your goals and lose weight? Absolutely. Are you going to feel as good? Is your body going to prop, prop function as properly? Absolutely not. It is never black and white. It is never all in, all out, right? The point of today is not to say spend all your carbs eating barley and oats and oatmeal and brown rice. I don't live that way. I don't suggest you live that way. That is that is a recipe, pun intended, for caving and binging. And go fit a bowl of Lucky Charms. Get it out of your system. Spend some carbs on it. And Aim for a few servings of those healthier, more fibrous foods now and then that are going to help keep your body in check, help keep the systems in check, and help you feeling your best. If you haven't yet checked out my best-selling book, Becoming Mindstrong, The Truth About Health, Fitness, and the Bullshit That's Holding You Back, you can find it on Amazon or, if you prefer audiobooks, on audible.com.